It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, fight fans. I'm Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Carl Frampton, who has a big fight coming up in the next several weeks. Carl, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Um, I'm in Manchester at the minute. This isn't my house. This is a little shitty hotel, just in case you think this is a sort of painting I have and stuff in my house. It's not. I'm in a hotel. So <laughs> I'm in the middle of I'm in the middle of camp and this is the the hard weeks now, these next couple of weeks coming up. So um looking forward to the fight and finally getting it on really. Leading up to, like, I would say the last several weeks, do you find yourself more uh, agitated or irritable? Because I know a lot of the wives like to say that the husbands are. I was going, do you know what? I was going to say, you probably need to ask my wife that, but I imagine that you would say, yes. Um, as, yeah, things get on your nerves a little bit more and you're, you get a bit, yeah, you just get a bit more uptight. And I suppose <laughs> a couple of things really is you're bringing your weight down. Um pretty rapidly you're still training reasonably hard well very hard at this stage mm-hmm. um so it, it's I, I think that I think that she would probably go along with that yeah <laughs> well let's talk about your big fight uh February 27th against Jamel Herring um you're gonna get a, a yeah. WBO shot WBO title shot tell me a bit about what's uh I guess camp and the preparation for this who have you sparred any any sort of backstory you can give us um, it, it, it's been good. I've been doing loads of sparring with, with Jack Catterall, um, tall southpaw, late welterweight. He's, he's about five nine, so I think an inch shorter than Jamel Herring. But what I do know is that he, um, he punches very, very hard, a lot harder than Jamel Herring. So he's made me kind of stay switched on. And sometimes I'd fall into the trap where I'm sparring guys who are, without being disrespectful to anybody, like, a level below me, I kind of fall into the trap of just boxing to their level and making mistakes and doing silly things. So I've used Jack a lot this camp, and I think it's been important for me to remain switched on. I think it's working for me. Um, but camp camp has been good. It's been a long camp because we, we thought that there was chance that the fight was going to happen in January yeah. uh, at, at, some, at one stage. So I've been training 
I've been training for, I think this is probably week 11 now, and I've still got another three and a half to go. Mm. Jamil did an interview with us recently. Uh, he had nothing but good things to say about you. He has a lot of respect for you. But it seems as though there, he may have said a few, or I guess he took a few things that you had said a certain way or something along those lines. You said that you had something to say yeah. to him. Like, what, what, what happened there? No, I, I don't know. I think I don't, I don't really know, to be honest. I, I haven't ever said anything apart from be respectful to him. And I think that he's mentioned a few times about me and, and Frank Warren trash talking. And, and literally all we're doing is I'm backing myself to win a fight. And, and Frank, as my promoter, is backing me to win a fight. So yeah. I don't think there's been anything disrespectful, really, said to Jamel. Um, I think... Um, I don't know, maybe he's just got his wires crossed a little bit, but I, I've been respectful uh, uh, towards Jamel and his team. I think he's a, a, he's a great guy and, and a very, very good boxer. So um, I think things must have got taken out of context a little bit, but it is what it is. It's, it's still a fight at the end of the day, you know what I mean? People, yeah. tensions are running high, but yeah, he seems to, be a, seems to be a nice guy. Yeah, it seems that way because when I was listening to things that you've said in things that he said, I didn't really kind of get the impression that there was sort of any animosity, but when you read the headlines, it kind of comes off that way. Yeah, no, I don't think there is any animosity, really. I think that he, I think, if I, and I've said this, maybe it's just wind him up, like, I, I feel like I could really wind him up if I wanted to, because he, he bites the things and certain things that are said, but um, I don't want to wind him up. I don't think um, he's, you know, if he was... If he was an asshole, I probably would travel. You don't want to get in his well, head. No, nah, he's just a nice guy. Like I, I, I don't think it. I don't feel like I have to do it. I think this fight, this fight, you don't need anything like that for this fight. It's still, it's a, it's a huge fight. A chance for him to defend his title, but a chance for me to cement a, a you know, a legacy and become a three-weight world champion. Yeah, let's talk a bit about that and what that means to you because um, you'd be making history. Yeah, it's look, it's huge, and to be honest, and I've I've said this a few times in, in recent interviews that you know I, I I feel like I've overachieved to a certain extent, whereas like I, I never I never imagined becoming a two weight world champion, I never imagined unifying and stuff like that. I, I just wanted to be a world champion. I always had a firm belief I could do that. So, um, and saying that I'm going to contradict myself a wee bit. So I've I felt like possibly have overachieved and become a two-weight world champion, but I still think there's a little bit more to go. And I think the chance now to become a, a world champion for the third, well, for the fourth time in a third weight division, mm-hmm. it's huge for me. And, it, mm-hmm. and, you know, you put yourself down as the best ever in Ireland, which is no mean feat, and, and potentially have one foot in, in the Hall of Fame as well. Mm-hmm. You've also men- made mention of... Uh like stuff in regards to like, I wouldn't say politically, but you've, you've made mention of the fact that the government should be doing certain things right now, especially when it comes to the children. Ha- has it ever crossed your minds being like who you are and what you've accomplished for Ireland to, to go into politics? No, uh, no. Do you know what? You're not the first person that's asked me that, but um, no, absolutely not. I, I think that that's a game that I would, want to stay of um <laughs> yeah you know I, everyone has their own views and stuff and their own political beliefs and views and i have mine but i think you know i'm a boxer first and foremost and i don't need to be shoving my political views down anyone's throat so you know i i, I say the odd thing here and there but that that's it really 
I'm curious, Carl, I've never asked you this, but what did you do to like sort of pay the bills before you became a fighter? Or before you were able to not become a fighter, as you know, there's a, there's a big part of your career that you go without making really anything. So uh, at what mm -hmm. point, or what were you doing prior to that to sort of make ends meet? Well, I, I didn't work. Uh, my, well, I did work. I was a boxer. That was my job. So mm -hmm. I didn't have another job and, and I fully mm -hmm. focused on boxing and, and help from, from my parents and, and Christine, my wife, mainly. Like I, I literally lived off her student loan and mm -hmm. she worked a, a part-time job in, in New Look as well, a clothes shop. And um, I used to get all my clothes in New Look because cause she worked there, she got 50% discount. So um, I was kitted out in the best of new look um i'm a parent and, and my old trainer billy mckee as well was very 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 helpful to me um a, a guy who's been helping me so much in my career and never ever wanted anything in return uh -huh. and um yeah just just the people closest to me have, have, have been a great help mm -hmm. kind of reminiscent of i mean i don't know too much about it but just based off what i've read it's kind of reminiscent of um Conor McGregor's story as well. Another fellow. Yeah, well, but he's, yeah, well, I suppose, but he's he's got a, a a little bit more money than me. But um, I I'm doing all right. Look, I, I'm I'm happy with with how things are, and mm -hmm. I, I think as a boxer, what what you really want to do, you you know, first and foremost, you want to win titles, and and I wanted to win a world title, but you also want to have security for your family, and mm -hmm. not very very few boxers come out with with that security and. And I, I'm lucky that, that I own my house and, and I've got some money in the bank and my kids are healthy, my wife and, and, and everybody's healthy around me. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in a, in a lucky and privileged um, position. Once you sort of accomplished so much in your career, you've won the titles. Um, you've sort of, I guess you could say, you've checked off several of the boxes that were, were at the top of your list. Uh, at what point is it now about titles? Uh, is it a just, is it about legacy? What is it about specifically? Because, um, for example, some of the, some other people that I've interviewed before said, look, I've done all of that now. Now it's about this. Now it's about making that money to set myself up for retirement. So what is it for you right now? Well, I think, I think number one is, is the legacy really. And, and uh, you know, the, so the resume. to be able to call myself, yeah, the resume and, and just racking up wins to become a three-way world champion again it's it's or not again but the chance to become a three-way world champion and the only one ever from the whole island of ireland join an elite list of brits who have done it um only three before me mm -hmm. um i believe that i i believe that that's the real reason why i'm in it you know I, i've got i've got i've got money um obviously it's you know we're doing this for it's a, it's a sport where we get paid for it's our job so you want to be well rewarded for that, but the, the top of my list really now is is cementing a legacy. Mm -hmm. How would you feel if your children wanted to to go into boxing? Would that be something you would encourage? Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't encourage it. I wouldn't push them into it. But I feel like the will that my 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 wee boy recently he's only six and he's really started to ask a lot, but he keeps saying he wants to be a boxer. Mm -hmm. My my young girl is a lot more into sport than him. Um, she's very, very sporty. I have a feeling that she'll want to do it at some point, but I, I know how hard this game is and I don't want to push them into it, but I'm not going to stop them from having a go. But I'm not going to be one of these guys who's on top of them, making them go to the gym at all. I, I would prefer they didn't, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. 
Well, uh, should you be successful on February 27th, uh, you know that the WBO mandatory is Shakur Stevenson. Tell me a bit about your thoughts on Shakur. Uh, he's, a, he's a very, very good fighter. Young, one of the up-and-coming kids. Potential, one of the, the leaders in boxing in, in a not-too-distant future. One of the top names in the sport. Um, and he's a very, very good fighter, you know, with top rank. A massive promotional platform. You know, I'm lucky enough that to have top rank have an involvement in my career as well. So um, I feel like I feel like he's a, a potential future superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, but that again, that's a fight that that really excites me. If you know, I come through the Jamel Herring fight, which I'm fully planned on doing. Mm-hmm. I think the Shakur Stephen fight is it's a huge fight, and he's mentioned about coming to Belfast as well. So hopefully, by the time that comes around. We'll have crowds in, and imagine doing that outdoor in Belfast at uh, a packed Windsor Park. It would be it would be massive. Mm-hmm. Is it safe to say, Carl, that at one point you lost your passion for boxing? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. Um, before when I was with my previous team, I, I I hated the game really, if I'm being honest. And you would. You know, you you look look back at old interviews I done when I was kind of late twenties. I always had this mythical age of thirty in my head that I was going to retire when I was thirty years old. I'm thirty four in three weeks' time, so I'm all, I'm I'm nearly I'm middle aged almost. Um, so I but I'm enjoying it now, and I I really wanted I wanted to retire as a young man at thirty because I hated the game so much. Um, but I I've definitely got my love back for it. I do love it. I love the boys in the gym. I love the environment that I'm in. I love Manchester as well. And in, in comp- being trained over here compared to London, it's much more similar to home and much more similar to Belfast. So, um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm very happy with things at the minute. Tell me a bit how Jamie sort of switched that on for you. How did he help you find that passion again? Because, you know, you do hear about that. You do hear that there are some guys who... Uh, you know, unfortunately, for whatever reason, I guess it's much like relationships, isn't it? Like, one, you could be in a really mm, relationship and then find yourself in a really good one and made you realize that the other one was not as good. So, yeah, well, I, yeah, I think that's probably been the case. And, and uh, you know, I was with my previous team for quite a long time, and they, the only people I was with as a pro. And, and I think that Jamie. Jamie and Nigel Travis, they're, they're, they're different characters to what the people that previously trained me and they were um they're just good family men they've got good morals they've got good hearts um very very charitable the both of them they're, they would literally give you the coat off their back and and do you know what it's it's similar to myself and similar to my own feelings and i feel like we're we've when i was in london training i was i was a different person i, I wasn't really being myself i was i was putting this act on but um, it's good to be around people who are similar to yourself. And Jamie and Nigel, are, they're salt-of-the-earth people. Really, really good people. Um, I've just changed my thought process a bit. You know, boxing boxing's a, a really hard game, and it's definitely something that's very important in my life. But for a while, I put boxing before my family, and I'll never do that again. My family's the most important thing um, to me. Um, and I always have to understand that. And it wasn't really until I came linked up with Jamie and Nigel that I did understand that. So you said, and I don't want to put words out of your mouth, but you said um, 
that you were sort of putting on this this act uh, was that was there a form of of depression that came with that were you feeling like because when you're not yourself and you said you weren't happy and you didn't really have passion for the game was that sort of maybe something you were battling with at the time uh, I wasn't depressed. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that because there is people who do suffer from depression, and um, I, I'm not going to say that. But I, I was certainly very, very sad at, at times when, uh, when I was living in London and just didn't like, you know, I, I didn't like London. I didn't like, I didn't like boxing at the time either, and, and I didn't like spend all the time away from the family that I did. So, um, I, I wasn't. I wasn't depressed, but I was certainly very, very down at, at times and. You know, this isn't me pleading for sympathy or anything. I'm sure there's a lot of people in this in a similar boat or a worse boat to me. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm just answering the question. I'm not. I wasn't. I wasn't depressed. No, far from it, actually. Okay. Now, you did in a recent interview. You did open up about a personal falling out that you've had. Um, oftentimes, Carl, like you, you hear about when people are angry. There's an element of um, pain that comes with mm -hmm. that. Is it safe to say that it's still painful for you because there is still that anger inside that 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 dislike? Um, no, it's not painful for me. There's there's um, I'd say there's definitely animosity and you know and and hatred almost not almost yeah there is that but look, I I made a decision after that interview I done with James English and I said my, I said my piece mm -hmm. I made a decision that. I'm not going to go there again. People know how I feel. Um, and that was it. I said it on that occasion. And it's all, if I keep talking about it, it's just negative. It's always negative. Um, because it can't be positive. I can't speak positive um, about them people who I spoke about on the James English show. So I, I've, I've, answered, I've answered the questions on that. And that's, that's really how I feel. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, look, I wish you nothing but the best. Well, we'll see if you make history on February the 27th. Such a big deal for you and your countrymen. Um, any any final words? Anything else you want to say? Um, no, I always get asked this and I never know what I to say. So, <laughs> no, just, um, yeah, it's just, look, tune in to a, a potentially a history-making night. That's it. I, I'm going to do whatever it takes to win this fight. And um, I do, there's just some, I have a feeling that not taking him, Jamel Herring, uh, for granted at all. Far from it. I feel like it's going to be a really tough fight. But there's just, I've just got a real confidence that I'm going to create history. Mm -hmm. And um, the stars are aligning and everything's where it needs to be for me, for me to do that. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.